When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here's the problem with the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's over, bro. His career is over. Sell the Liberty Bell, just throw it in the bay off the bridge. It's done. Nothing is making me happier than the destruction of the Sixers. Earlier on the show, former NFL executive Andrew Brandt, 2013 U.S. Open champion Justin Rose. Still to come from Amazon Prime's Bosch, actor Titus Welliver. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Can't wait to talk to Titus Welliver, who is uh, the... Headliner in Bosch, um, and um, has been in such great movies as uh, Gone Girl, The Town. He's been in all four of um, Ben Affleck's directed films, Argo, and Deadwood is the one for me. Amazing. Now, we have a Deadwood hat here on the Rich Eisen Show that when uh, we had in-person, in-studio guests, it's right over there near TJ Jefferson, um, we would have anybody who appeared on Deadwood sign the hat. Uh, we've had Timothy Oliphant sign the hat. Yep. Ian McShane, who yep. played Swearingen, sign the hat. Yeah, W. Earl Brown. Uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Bell, who had a, a short, a brief short uh, stint. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, she came in here, and we have them all autograph it don't hold it up too much close to the camera tj because oh, yeah. each one of them we have them <laughs> we have them autograph it with their favorite curse word that they said on the show because as you know it's like the most filthy shakespearean iambic pentameter from back in the days of the black hills of south dakota the, the creative cursing on that show. david milch Next oh my God, gosh man. <laughs> so um yeah there's some titus Welliver was on the show and i can't wait to chat with him on this program. Rich, uh, what Kristen Bell wrote on here was on. Yep, you, it's unmentionable. <laughs> <laughs> can't even read. Let's, yeah, just can't. let's just say she doesn't let's just say she doesn't say that word as Princess Anna in Frozen. I was, I was gonna say not. you're not here in Frozen. <laughs> not in Frozen. Not in Frozen. Not in Frozen. Uh, we're that take, version of Frozen might be funny though. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> like an X-rated. Oh the cold God. does bother me as an MF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> to use a Brady phrase. <laughs> Um, we'll take your phone calls in a second at 844-204-RICH, number to dial, because we've been talking about Karate Kid. Is it a sports movie or not? And some people want to chime in. And we started the show talking about Ben Simmons again. And I think that his career is over as a Philadelphia sports athlete. That That is, despite his upside and his tremendous ability to play the game outside of you know shooting, um, that he, he still could be a star in this league and potentially a championship piece of somebody's puzzle. But I don't think it's Philadelphia's after the way that 
this postseason went. Um, and we'll take phone calls on those subject matters. Major League Baseball started checking pitchers for sticky stuff yesterday. Sure did. And we were wondering, what's it going to look like? What's it going to be like? Are they going to go somewhere out of view when they check the guy out? What are they going to do? When are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Well, we found out yesterday. Pitcher crosses the line, I guess, towards the dugout. There's the uh, umpires meeting him. Let me see your glove. Let me see your hat. Let me see your belt. First pitcher to do it. Isn't this crazy? I mean, this is, it's not like baseball is targeting him. No, that it's was just, the, it was it's, the first game. It's, it, and, and it was the first game of a doubleheader. And talk about how a rare doubleheader. The Braves played a doubleheader the day before. Yeah. So the Braves are on game three of four in a span of 24 hours, including uh, a plane trip in between to go from Atlanta to New York yep. for the second doubleheader. So this is the first game of the day on the first day that they're checking people out. And the starting pitcher who's checked out first is the first starting pitcher to come off a mound. And happens to be Jacob DeGrom. (laughs) (laughs) DeGrom, who was cleared earlier that day to pitch because he had left his last start with shoulder tightness. Yes. And he's like, okay, you're cleared to pitch. You're pitching game one. Here we go. The same Jacob DeGrom who has two more runs batted in than runs yielded as a pitcher. (laughs) This year. The same Jacob DeGrom who is hearkening names like Bob Gibson in 68 and Steve Carlton in 72 and Fernando in 81, Hershiser in 88. That type of stuff is what we're seeing. And you could make the case he's better than all of them. Yes, I said those words. Ooh. I mean, this guy may be, turn out to be, he's 32. So he's on, uh, he's on, he's on, he's in prime years, but as you know, maybe, maybe more prime years already than to come. Better than Seaver. That's a bold statement. Isn't it though? It's bold. This guy's one of the best baseball players I've ever seen. He came right out of the gate. First five pitches were all 100 miles an hour. This is, uh, <laughs> what he's doing is crazy, and I cannot hope but seeing in the All-Star game DeGrom, National League, Otani, American League as your starting pitchers. Do it. I want to see it. That's what I want. Then I want Otani. I want Otani batting seventh. So when he comes out of the game as a pitcher, somehow, some way, he stays in the game. Oh, it's seven. I don't even want to put him third. I want him in the first inning. I want to be at first inning, yeah, right? First inning. First Let's inning go. against DeGrom. Oh, and baby. Then, and then... Uh, at Coors Field? Come on. Right? And then and then he pitches... And then he pitches an inning later first. in the game. Oh, bottom first. Even if he, he should be starting pitcher. Starts, Let's whatever. go. Let's make go. it work. Make it happen where he comes out Let's of the game and instead of you lose a spot or whatever, who cares? It's it's a made-up game. But, hey, hat, belt, Whatever. That's it. And they did it right in full view of everybody. You know how many people were praying that they'd find something on the Grom just so it would make sense? <laughs> <laughs> like, please let something be there. Let something there. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, I know. Get him out of the game. But he's got nothing. They had nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing but talking a badge. <laughs> but right. he came back out and he started beating people with a baseball bat after that. <laughs> His numbers are incredible. But I guess, you know, with all the, this is going to be a mess, total mess, whatever, the only mess it appears is it's messing with pitchers' heads and in the case of Glass now, maybe his arm. Because yesterday, you know, 
Much ado about nothing. Yeah. After Took, day no, one. I mean, really, so far, I mean, yeah, it, didn't, I mean it, it didn't delay the game. I mean, the Braves pitcher's really, coming out yeah. warming up while the ground's being checked. It Got went it better done. than I thought it was going to go. Let's put it that way. Well, they didn't catch anybody, did they? Not yet. Who's going to be the idiot that gets caught with Who's going to be the idiot? That's the new game show on Major League Baseball. <laughs> it's going to happen. Who's going to be the idiot? It's going to happen. With your host, oh, yeah. Matt Vaskersian. <laughs> I'm your host of Who's Going to Be the Idiot? You know? <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. No, hey, bro, stop. Bro, I'm not talking those, about him. No, I'm talking do, about who he's in the booth with. Oh, nice. Do those folks in the desert that you're so fond of, yes. do they have a list of who might be the first one to get knocked? Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah great odds. question. They do not. Oh, Otani is running away with the DH All-Star votes right now. I mean, come on. he should be. Guy, come on. He should be your starting pitcher and your starting designated hitter. The whole country will be talking about it. Like, they should be. He just he didn't play college football, so it won't be like Bo Jackson. But that would be incredible. It would be incredible. DeGrom yeah, versus Otani. Oh, Otani is batting he, in the lineup. After he wins the home run derby the day before. Right. <laughs> That's like, true. Go yeah, for it. What are we waiting what for? What else are we waiting for? Yeah, like, let's go. Let's go. Vlad Guerrero said he's not participating in the home run derby. So <sighs> I want to have it. We're going to have a daily Otani segment. Let's talk about him every day. We absolutely uh, By should. the way, by the way, just to be fair and balanced, here in Southern California, how about my Michigan man sitting there in Atlanta for the San Diego Padres? How about Jake Cronenworth Yo. playing his mind out of his skull, out of his body? How about that Yo. kid? You know what he does? I'll talk him up. The Michigan man here in Southern California. Everyone talks about Tatis as well. They should. And everybody talks about Machado, Machado as well. How about that division? How about the guy who bats between them? How about the guy, because, you know, you think you'd be Tatis. You got to have Machado protect Tatis normally, right? Right. Or, the, or vice versa. And the, and the, and the, and the manager is going to be totally handcuffed by that because the rest of the team doesn't have the ability to do that, to sit in between and have the pressure of, of extending the lineup in between Tatis and Machado. You know who does? The guy who plays three positions, put the ball in play, hits for extra bases, puts the ball out of the yard. His name is Jake Cronenworth. Go blue. And I, I, I'm here for every Dodger-Padre game, and I oh, am all so due respect many. to you and your household and you and your fandom. Put him in the NLCS and let's yeah. F and go. Or I, I hope they play each other in some. But what? I mean, round. look, the Giants. One of them's going to have to the be The Giants wild card. are here to spoil that party. Damn straight they are, right? They have a two game lead on the Dodgers in that division That's right now. Right. The Giants have just shown up. 46 they? and 26. The They're balling. The and from? nobody's talking about nobody's them. Nobody's talking about We just did overlook them. Literally just did. That happened. That division is stacked. Look at us talking baseball. And your hottest team in baseball at the moment, and nobody's going to like it. With the Houston Astros. There they go. Winners of eight straight. Rob in Pennsylvania has been hanging on forever. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing, Rich? Thanks for hanging on. What's on your mind? I just wanted to let you know, I think um, Ben Simmons is just confused about what shooting practice is, and um, hopefully Doc, that Stock Rivers plan to, you know, fix his shooting because it seems to me he's spending a lot of time uh, online on Call of Duty on, on Warzone with Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I've heard 10 to 12 hours a week. Yeah, it's not the shooting practice we're looking for, Ben. We need you on the court, not in, not in the war zone. All right, and he's also shooting his shot otherwise, though, right? <laughs> Hey, but that's not the shot we're looking for. No, it's not. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Rob. How about that? He's been waiting for all that time to give us that information. 
Well, Doc's got a plan, so we'll see what happens. Well, I'm telling you, man, it doesn't matter what the plan is. And even if the plan works out in November and December, there's January and February. And even if it works out in January and February, there's the March and April. And even if it works out then, here comes the first playoff game. Yep. Put them on the line. Hack of Simmons. In Philadelphia, if it doesn't work out like this, I think it's it's broken. It's broken. I think Daryl Morey knows it too. Rich, I feel like if he played for the Cleveland Cavs or the Pistons or someone, then, yeah, it could be workable. But when you see the Philly fans and you hear how angry they were and just knowing that town and that fan base, you're right. When I just you don't, see don't how. make the shot, Philadelphia will be upset. When you won't take the shot, Philadelphia will not comprehend and root for you. They won't. They won't put up with that. Now, I'm sure there are other fan bases out there saying we won't put up with that either. It's just different. It really is. Uh, Rob in New Orleans, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Rob? Richard. What's up? I want to tell you something. Okay. In the words of Frank Costanza, Robert, I got a lot of problems with you people. Okay. <laughs> What's up? All right. How can you say Karate Kid is not a sports movie? Me and TJ are ride or die on this. What is wrong with you, Rich? What do you mean what's wrong I with me? I love you. You're great. But how <laughs> wrong could you possibly be? The sports, the sports is not part of the film for the first half at all. This film no, is No, because Daniel is going to the point where he is going to triumph and sports is going to make Daniel San a man. Good God, Rich. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. What's your favorite sports movie, Robert? <laughs> the Karate Kid. <laughs> no, no, it's not. He won't even say that. He won't it's you won't say Ryan that. Robert. Song number one. Right. And the natural number two. And if you tell me that the natural is a, a movie about uh, uh, Robert Redford having a love affair with Glenn Whatsernuts. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that either. Come on, man. Thank you for the call, Rob. I appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. By the way, by the way, <laughs> call fatal, back, Rob. fatal Attraction with Michael Douglas and Glenn, Glenn Watson nuts was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> not so much for the bunny, but. Uh... <laughs> Did you ever see the TV show Damages with Glenn Watsonuts? <laughs> he was great in that movie, in that TV show. He just finally won an Oscar, right? Glenn, I think it was an Emmy. What's her nuts? Glenn, what's her nuts? Amazing. Glenn, what's her nuts? Has a movie I'm with Mila. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that there's <laughs> there's no fantasy team name that my son's playing in the league. <laughs> what's her nuts is the team name. By the way. Glenn's what's or nuts? Not a bad <laughs> not fantasy, a bad fantasy name. name. We know what the avatar is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say, right now I'm dealing with a, my my son Coop and and me and Zan and Taylor. We're all paying attention to fantasy league, but Coop's locked in on it. And last week we beat a team. The name was Hayward Jablamy, is how he's referring <laughs> to this thing. <laughs> No, go write that down. And, and every single to. time he says it, I laugh. He goes, what's the joke, Dad? And I have to sit there and go, there's no joke. Yeah, no joke, no joke. And no I have joke. to go stone face. Move on, Coop. Yep. Oh. 
Edward in El Paso, Texas. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Edward? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Well, we're we're getting a little how, loose, Edward. I'm not going to lie. What's up? I, yeah, I, I can hear that. I, yes. How can Karate Kid be a, a sports movie? Hey, that was self-defense, first and foremost. <laughs> That's the only purpose we have, karate. Okay. Second of all, it was a way for parents to spend thousands of dollars uh, on, you know, a five-year-old starting out and then going two lessons and quitting and see <laughs> you, you can't bet on it. Were you going, it can't be a sports movie because karate's not a sport. Is that what you're going with? Is that your angle? Exactly. Can you, can you, what's the line on uh, whatever? You can bet on anything. I mean, <laughs> there was no yeah, well, side action on Daniel's son, huh? Sweep the leg for 50, Jack. I mean, he, you know, he, he was, I mean, he was the, the, the dog of all dogs. And, and if you could have got something down on it, you'd have made the, if you bet a, a, a toothpick, you'd have won a lumberyard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Edward. Call back. Edward, I like that wow, guy. What, By the way, take, I will I mean, say what about- a take can't be a sports movie if, <laughs> if it's about something that's not a sport. <laughs> The quitting part is so true. I uh, When we lived in Virginia, I went to go do karate, and I went over to the practice, and I saw what was going on. I think I was like seven, and I looked at my dad. I go, not doing this. Quit. <laughs> Didn't even make it one practice. <laughs> so your dad made you go home and paint the fence? Yeah. Well, yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> Rake the leaves. Rake the, something. Rake the leaves. <laughs> Fantastic. Great takes. Love our listeners and viewers. Well done. Well can't, bet on it. can't bet, can't on, bet it. on it. It's not a sport. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Theory. The yeah, other guy's asking me what's my maneuver. problem, that it's definitely a sports movie, but he's not the first, what, hour? It's a long movie, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. What's the total running time on that thing? And spoiler alert, like, it, it, it ends fast. Oh, it yeah. ends real oh, fast. It ends. Like, it ends, yeah. Credits run done. fast. Like, Susie and I, when we showed it to our kids last summer and we hadn't seen it in a while, we look at each other, well, that was a quick roll. Yep. That's it. He wins, done. They, See ya. She jumps, Out. done. Go to the exits. It takes a while to set it up, man. 2.30? No, it's no, less than it's that. Like, Much less than that. Yeah, Let's take a break so we're on time for six. That's what, what I'm saying. Say? It's 2.06. It's not like a, a quick, you know, 90-minute romp and over. It's a lot of going on. It's not a sports movie. Because I'm not in it. <laughs> Titus Welliver, when we come back, we'll talk Bosch and more. The star of Bosch. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You're the diehard Christmas truther. I wouldn't call it that, but I... I I will. To me, a Christmas movie isn't a Christmas movie just because it takes place during Christmas. There must be some... Isn't that the definition of a Christmas movie? No, no. The definition of a Christmas movie is, yes, it may take place during Christmas, but there is some essence of the Christmas spirit that is woven throughout the entire... Saving the world? Film. Like Redemption. No, like going after love ones. No, good like versus evil. Miracle. Do you not think that John McClane's performance and success was miraculous? No, I no. don't. I don't. No, no, no. One no, man no. in shoes. One man against this uh, this group of thugs. How many movies do you see one man against a Speaking group of thugs? Of, it just happens to take place during Christmas. That makes it a Christmas. So movie? You don't think that John McClane in any way was intended to be a Christ figure, symbolically? Absolutely not. The stigmata on his feet mean nothing to you. Nothing? <laughs> He's not wearing a shirt. He's bleeding. His shoes are taken off. He had a he took off yeah. his shoes. That's why they shot the glass. There is whoever shot the glass in 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 the Bible. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? I don't think they had glass. So back Christmas then. movies have to only have like be it's limited by what is experienced exactly. in the year zero. People have to have some feel good <laughs> thing at the end. Like it's a wonderful life. Me and Rich, we talk about right. it. Right. Angel about gets his wings. Like, Which angel got its wings? In, in, John McClane. All right. Please. John McClane comes to, on Christmas Eve, comes to try to fix his life. Right? Okay. With his wife, Holly. <laughs> her name is her name is Holly. <laughs> like deck the balls. Deck the balls with bows of. Is her name Molly? No, her name is not Molly. Nope. Her name is Holly. Okay. All right. The entire film takes place on Christmas Eve. Start to finish. It's not just like one scene. The entire film. Christmas references throughout the movie. There is a Judas character, right? I mean, there is a pregnant woman at Nakatomi Plaza. There, there are There is reference after reference of miracles and one man sacrificing himself to the point that he has stigmata, bloody feet. That just happens? You're like, oh, they shot out the window. Yes, why do you think the screenwriter had them shoot out the window so that he could have bloody feet? This debate is over. You guys, just, you guys just got owned by Jake. Today. I did not get owned. No, no, I I not, not, you were completely owned. owned by not Jake. I might have lost to a, a puppet. Oh, I, I, might have lost, I just might have lost to a diehard puppet. I don't know what that I'm, means. I'm not a puppet. <laughs> You're the puppet. <laughs> You're the puppet. <laughs> Jake Tapper. So we're in town for the 2018 Major League Baseball All-Star Game, and it devolves into his diehard a Christmas movie. Hey. Great. 
love Jake Tapper. Back on the Rich Eisen Show on NBC Sports on Peacock, on this NBC Sports audio Sirius XM Channel 211, on Odyssey, where you stream us every single day for free, coast to coast, or this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio station. Pleased to have here on the Rich Eisen Show for the first time, uh, the star of Bosch. If you watch something on Amazon Prime, it's uh, because this show was a hit from the very beginning, and the seventh and final season of Bosch premieres this coming Friday on Amazon Prime Video. The actor Titus Welliver here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Big fan of yours. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Did you have any sense of how successful this show could be? Certainly when... It's on a streamer that really wasn't doing very much at the time. What was that like for you to start this show, Titus Welliver? Well, you know, well, it was. I mean, it was a it was a whole brave new world in that regard. I had no idea what to you know to anticipate. Uh, you know, my hope was that it it would succeed, um, and that it would you know find its audience. I mean, that being said, I think you know, truth be known. Our, our show is based on a series of, you know, hugely successful um, novels written by Michael Connolly, um, you know, global um, um, audience. And, uh, you know, it was my hope. But, you know, you never know, particularly when you have a, a, a you know, it's a literary source. You know, people are, you know, they have their own kind of prejudice. And it was, you know, very, very possible that people were going to say, I'm not going to watch that. It's, you know, I, I do the same thing. I read a book and then somebody says, oh, they're making a film out of that. And then, you know, they, you see who's cast and you go, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's going to be, it's going to be a train wreck. So fortunately, um, and I ran the risk of that. People were saying, oh, it must be intimidating. And I thought, you know, there's nothing I can do but do my job, which is to try to play Harry Bosch, the, the Bosch of the books. And either people will accept it or they won't. So fortunately they did, but yeah, it was a whole new idea and, and I was, uh, was not familiar with it. I mean, I really didn't even, I didn't even have Netflix or any streaming service at that point. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I got a smart TV and I told them not to hook up anything because it scared me. So, (laughs) cause you didn't want to have somebody walking around and somebody walking around knowing what you're your purchasing power is just through your television shows. But I mean, look, we're, we're, we're sitting here on Peacock right now on a streamer and, um, and, uh, 10 years ago, uh, or t- I guess eight years ago, 2013. Uh, I mean, when you're saying, Hey, I'm doing a sh- TV show for Amazon where people are saying like, well, that's where I get my stuff. I mean, you had to probably explain to your friends or maybe have explained to you what the heck that was all about when you were starting this program off. Back I then. did a hundred percent and they were, you know, now, what Amazon did was they didn't just come out of the box with one thing. I mean, we were their their drama, but they came out with, um, you know, options uh, uh, of programming and kind of you know the springboard from there. Um, so they they were prepared, but yeah, uh, yeah, there were there were a lot of people who were kind of, but you know, everything was kind of happening all at once. You had. You know, it was Amazon was there, it was the time, but they were really at the ground floor. And then you had Apple TV and, um, you know, and, and Netflix and Hulu and Roku and, um, and you know, now you have Peacock and HBO Max and, um, you know, Disney Plus, and, which for a guy like me is, 
fantastic um, because I, I will uh, I will literally um, stay in my pajamas the entire day and just <laughs> well, bin- binge watch episodes of the Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, <laughs> I and I I. I cheers you for that. I tip my figurative cap for you on that, Titus Welliver. I thought you were going to say that because you're you're invariably on something somewhere, uh, on some streamer somewhere, whether it's Deadwood or, um, you know, Gone Baby Gone or Brooklyn South or, you know, a repeat of NYPD Blue, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, that's what I thought you meant, that it's good for you because invariably somewhere somebody's streaming something you're doing. You know, and I'm not getting paid a cent for it. But, um, <laughs> wow, I have really stepped on something right there. I stepped in it. Well, at least hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you do you at least get a free Amazon Prime card? Do you at least get no, that? No, I don't. I what don't. the hell? Every my friends all said that in the beginning. They went, "Oh, so now you have free Prime?" And I went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so I but guess if anything I learned. Look, you know what? I mean, uh, the uh, um, I did learn that, and I, I you know, I, I'm not dissimilar to my father i mean with my kids i've always been open the door in the morning and i'm like go outside and play and do things and don't come back unless you have to go to the bathroom or you need to drink a water or you're hungry and (laughs) you know (laughs) then there's me now you know and i've always been that guy and then all of a sudden you know i'm saying to my kids where are you going oh you know dad the world's opened up and i'm gonna go and have lunch with my friends But there's a bionic woman marathon. (laughs) (laughs) The old Lindsey Wagner defense. I like it. Um, I I, I like that. (laughs) I like that. You know, Titus, it's funny. I've got a 12, a 10, and a 7-year-old. And we're the same way, trying to my wife and I, trying to get him off a screen. And my 12-year-old right now, sometimes we catch him watching the worst crap on YouTube, where it's just somebody who invariably does admittedly have like 30 million followers. And all they do is just sit there and they get all these videos from somebody else's phones and just say the snarkiest stuff. And they're watching this garbage. And I'm like, get the hell off of YouTube. And my 12-year-old son says, Dad, the Rich Eisen show's all over YouTube. What's your problem? And I'm like... And I'm like, yeah, I don't uh, yeah, have, have quite an answer for that sort of thing. I said, but at least my show's not crap. That's what, that's my response. That's what I say. No, but the, that's the, I know. It, 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 you know what? My, my kids are, are, are 15, 19, and 22. And I, you know, my 15-year-old, uh, I don't want to say that she goes down that rabbit hole, but every now and then, you know, this TikTok thing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I go, what a, but then I, you know, then I find myself, you know, sounding like, you know, when I was your age, you know, uh, you know, but, but I raised my kids because I didn't like SpongeBob SquarePants and the offerings that were out there when my kids were little. So I, I went out and if I couldn't find it in the store, I would go on eBay. And so my kids were raised on Johnny Quest nice. and the Six Million Dollar Man. I know I'm I keep it's, I don't, I'm not friends with Lee Majors, <laughs> But all this, like, Rat Patrol, Time Tunnel, Lost in Space. Attaboy. You know, I, I uh, with my kids, I would just say, look, F Troop, you know. Nice. <laughs> a- anything that I could get my hands on, because I, w- I would look at the stuff that they were watching on some of these kids' channels, and I would go, it's crap. Crap. It's la- It's not even good. I know. Even, it's not even good. Titus Welliver here on the Rich Eisen Show. So when did you show your kids Deadwood? When did that happen? Oh, they kind of came at that on their own. I walked in <laughs> on my uh, my middle child Quinn when he was I uh, he was he was way too young to be <laughs> looking at it, but he got curious and popped in, 
And I walked in and it was, you know, and, and, you know, they, it, we were feeding a pig to, you know, feeding the guy to woos pigs or something. And he was like, Daddy, look, you're on TV. And I went, oh, my God, turn it off, turn it off. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was it. like, you know, catching your kid with a Playboy magazine. I was like, oh, you're not ready for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's one thing for sure. So uh, I, I just know uh, I'm such a huge fan of that show. Uh, what was it like working on it? Because I can, I sometimes had to watch a show two, three times to understand it. I'm wondering what it was like to read the script and then have to learn those lines in like the most profane iambic pentameter, you know? And and um, what was that like for you to be with the stars there as well and whatnot? Titus, you got a good well, story? Was, you know, it was really exciting. And that was, uh, I had done several other television series with David Milch. And this was a, talk about, you know, stepping out of your wheelhouse and your comfort zone. Um, and I came in at the very end of the first season and, uh, you know, David has a process in, in his writing, you know, we would, there would be sort of summaries of what was to come, but a lot of the, um, scenes were written, um, you know, the day of mm. or the night before. And so, uh, you know, that's a very difficult dialogue to learn under any circumstances to get it uh, very kind of last minute um, is a whole other set of challenges. But it's David Milch and nobody nobody writes like he does. And so it was a huge gift and obviously um, an amazing ensemble of actors. Um, and, uh, you know, 99% of my stuff that I did on that show was with Ian McShane, so that, oh, gosh, in itself was um, was amazing, and he's you know Ian is one of the most um, you know people go like oh you must have been terrified and and how intimidating and I I said you know actually no because Ian is the most generous actor on the planet and he's also a he's hilariously funny <laughs> and is an amazing storyteller. But um, just to be in his presence and to watch him parse a scene, knowing that he would have gotten, you know, the curly facts pages at one o'clock in the morning the night before. And then, you know, you're sitting in a room with him while, where he's doing, you know, four pages of dialogue where you've got a small interjection here or there. And it's, you know, it's something to behold. I mean, it's, it's that one thing where you go, wow, now you get to see, uh, an actor operating and firing on all cylinders and it's, and it, and it surpasses any kind of, um, you know, idea or, or, or fantasy of what it could be, but you're in the presence of it and you get to witness it. It was just an amazing experience and a very close knit group of people, very, very tight ensemble. And it was a, you know, it was a wonderful wonderful experience and i i think i everybody who was involved would say you know when you work with david milch um it makes you a better actor and um and so that experience is invaluable titus welliver here on the rich eisen show bosch uh, season uh, seventh and final season of bosch premiering on amazon prime video uh this coming friday uh, I couldn't help but notice you've been in every single uh, Ben Affleck directed film. How did do you guys tie it? Or is that you're from Connecticut? Is that a New England thing? Or what, what is it? What, what's your connection there? 
with Ben? You know, I uh, I auditioned for Gone Baby Gone, and uh, reluctantly because the 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 breakdown description of the character was uh, a character that was uh, ten to fifteen years older than I was. Um, I was shooting Deadwood at the time, so I had hair down to my shoulders <laughs> and a beard to the middle of my chest. And um, so I thought, I'm not going to get this part. But it was, you know, I just thought, well, why not? I read the script, and the script was amazing. So I went in, and because I I lived uh, uh, in Boston and lived in Maine, went to boarding school in Maine, I, I knew the dialect. I knew I kind of knew the world that these characters lived in. Um, and I just uh, kind of gave it my all and then was very lucky that uh, um, that Ben cast me and that. And he and I got on. I, I, he's without question one of the best directors I've ever worked with. And he's uh, he's a he's an excellent uh, uh, actor and uh, a great writer. And he's also just a very, very good human being um, and very, very prepared um, has every single shot in his head. Um, and I, uh, I feel really, really privileged to have been there, uh, you know, on the ground floor when he did gone baby gone and to be there uh, in the, in his progression, you know, his evolution as a, as a director. Um, we already knew he was a great actor and a writer before he ever directed. Um, but, um, you know, a great privilege and, uh, an exciting place to be, and working with him, and I love working with him. And I'm, you know, I'm waiting for him to to call me up and say, "Let's go do something else again." So, or, or if I have to, I'll go and ring his doorbell and say, <laughs> "Hire me." So, uh, it, you spending all that time in Boston? Is it safe to say then you're a Red Sox fan that was strolling around Fenway Park at the end of the town, or or is that yeah. a safe? Oh, yeah, 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 a hundred percent. I mean, um, you know, that's one of the things of you know, because I'm, you know, I'm really a New Yorker, Philly guy, but I spent a lot of formulative time mm -hmm. up in in Boston and in Maine going to have gone to high school there um, in boarding school and uh, being there at a time when, you know, the teams weren't doing all that well. Uh, the Bruins were doing great, but, you know, the Red Sox were kind of slumpy. And um, uh, although the Celtics then being there, late, you know, in the hole when, when Bird came, mm -hmm. the, the the, the you know those are the those are the great the great years and 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 that part of the franchise with bird and the whole thing with you know with magic and that rivalry and that's basketball was a whole different level um but i i enjoy sports so i'm you know people say to me well and i'm of a generation where you could like uh players from different teams now everybody's like choose a side choose a side <laughs> and i say to my kids don't listen to that you know um and i can remember it, it as a kid, you know, that I liked all the different quarterbacks from teams, you know, Roman Gabriel and Joe Cap and Fran Tarkenton. And you're know, like, oh, Gail Sayers plays for the Bears and Dick Buckus is for the Bears. But and it was cool. You could you could one day wear a Bears jersey and the next day wear a Philadelphia Eagles jersey or an L.A. Rams and nobody would get in your kitchen about it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's a different know. story. That's if I wear a Red Sox hat here, people are, you know, spitting at me. Um, but I but I go to a Dodgers game. If I go to a Dodgers game, I'm I'm wearing my Dodgers hat. So, right. You know. And I'm from the East Coast and, you know, I always made fun of Dodgers fans uh getting there late and leaving early, but now I'm definitely one of those. There's no question about it. <laughs> 
I'll be on the East Coast like, look at these people showing up second inning and leaving in the seventh. And right now, if the if the game's like out of reach in the sixth, I am out the door. I'm yanking my kids out of there so fast. It's not even fun. No, I know because you know, you got you know you got to consider parking. Forget Please it. forget it. Exactly, Titus. Uh, this has been a blast, man. Uh, congrats on uh, the final season uh, of Bosch, but there is a spinoff series coming. Correct. That's 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 true. in. The, this is true. Tell me what. Tell me it about is. that. So well, it's sort we of the you know we where we leave off. Uh, we have a bit of an Easter egg, and there is a setup at the end of this okay. season seven, uh, which kind of um, is the connective tissue that paves the way um, for the new show, which is is being touted as a spinoff. But you know, truth be known, it's really it, it's a continuation. Um, it's just not uh, you know with Harry being in the Hollywood station anymore. Um, and uh, so it's it's uh, Harry Bosch and Matty Bosch and Money Chandler, and you know their stories are all are all linked. But there's also a kind of um, uh, autonomy at the same at the same time with with storylines. So I think it's uh, you know it's a continuing uh, part of the telling of of the Bosch you know universe, and uh, I'm sure we'll pepper that universe periodically with. With cameos um, from the characters from the original show, but I, 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 I shy from calling it a spinoff, I, and more really a continuation. And excellent, it's set up. So I'm, I'm excited for, for this season to come out. And I think now the, uh, the fun part, the, the, the gift of it will be when people get to the end and they see the Easter egg, they'll go, oh, okay, uh, and it will, it will light the fire for them to. Um, you know, want to come back and not feel like they're going to be disappointed because, you know, Harry's wearing an ascot and, you know, <laughs> and Gucci loafers. That's not going to happen. Okay. He's, still the, he's still the same guy. Titus, this has been a blast. Uh, I'd love to have you in studio. I mean, we didn't even hit David Lynch or Stephen Bochco or any of the people from your past. I mean, we're a big pop culture nuts here, and uh, we, we do have um, – uh, certainly I'd love you in studio because we have a Deadwood hat here that's been signed by uh, anybody who's been in Deadwood that's been here in studio from Timothy Oliphant, Ian McShane, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, W. Earl Brown, Kristen Bell. Everybody signs it with their favorite curse word that they said on the show. So I need you, I need to add you to this mix. Well, we'll make that happen. Thank you, Titus. I appreciate it. Congrats on the, the final season uh, hitting uh, Amazon streamers on Friday. And let's chat down the road, please. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Right back at you. What a blast. At Wellover underscore Titus on Twitter. Oh, at Titus Wellover official on Instagram. Love Could that. not be more excited. Dude, you're so sorry. Uh, like, listen to him. By, by, and by the way, how about that? Maine. Maine. That's, your, that's right up your alley, huh? Perfect, man. Next time he comes in, we'll yeah, He was uh, in Mulholland, we'll Mulholland Falls. You know? And uh, he was in, by the way, um, NYPD Blue, Brooklyn South. Didn't even talk about um, Lost with him. He was in Lost. That's right. It's been an amazing thing. in black. Oh, by the way, I think Mulholland Drive was the David Lynch movie. That kind of that's the stuff I'm going to be kicking myself later on that he thinks I'm not really a fan of movies. Like, oh, he probably hung up the phone. Like, I never did David Lynch. What's he talking about? That's a way homer. It's gonna I'm, it's gonna stick in. My, <laughs> that's a way homer. <laughs> that's gonna stick in my craw. Uh, all right. Is, has any news broken at all? Nothing too God crazy. God bless June 22nd nothing, then. Nothing Great. too crazy. Uh, well, there is one story that we haven't spoken about yet today, uh, and I saved it for last because so many people make uh, make a big deal out of Carl Nassib coming out as the first active gay player in the National Football League, and it is big news. 
um, just for, um, and it, it's something that shouldn't be uh, eventually. And I want to talk about that as we go out the door here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here. I'll take your calls as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Only fitting that you're clutching a bottle of Gatorade right now. <laughs> Only fitting. Because I do believe it was the first time that we met. I'm going to bring this up. It was in the city of Houston. That's right. It was the first ever Super Bowl the NFL Network had ever covered. It was Tom Brady beating the Carolina Panthers eventually. But you and the entire Manning family strolled into the Gatorade suite before heading uh, hit the sack one night. Yeah. Correct? That was it. And... Who did you hear singing karaoke in the Gatorade suite that night? It was a beautiful voice. A Would beautiful you say, like, voice. in terms of... It was beauty. like an angel bringing us in. Mm-hmm. And there, we walk in and we see, see Rich Eisen. Mm. Karaoke. Dominating. <laughs> to basically... By the way, nobody else in the room, right? <laughs> yes. Just solo. Just, you know, you get a little wow. practice. There was my, me and my buddy. There was nobody else. What, uh, what song, Eli? Uh, that is a good question. Sinatra. Sinatra? I forget which one it was. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, New yeah. York. Did you have to ask? Or, yeah. Seriously, it was me and my buddy. And <laughs> I remember we walked in and uh, yeah, we joined. Now, but we joined right in. Did you? You did sing, right? You I guys believe. all did get on the mic. Then we got up there. You know, I, we can't turn that down. No, I know. And right. I, it was it, honestly I was, me. I was obviously like pre cell phone, like pre. I mean, you had yes, cell phone, right. but pre like no one had a camera. You, you don't worry about anybody filming. Yeah, so there's and, no you, video. You, you get up and sing. You saw karaoke. You sang. You don't think about. You don't think twice. It was just the moment. Yeah, that's the moment. You didn't have to memorialize it. It was me, my buddy Doug, and then it was I think your entire family, yeah, right? the whole crew, yeah. Your mom and your dad, um, you, yep. and, you and you uh, and Peyton and Cooper, and Cooper, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, what do you have a go-to karaoke song, Eli? At all? It's changed over the years, obviously. Has it really? you can, yeah, okay. you kind of go with the times. Uh, you know, Footloose has always been one. You really? know, just because you can kind of dance with it. But mm-hmm. now, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to do karaoke now. Mm. You're just kind of worried. You know, people are filming all the time. Then they judge, and you know, I get, <laughs> I get judged enough. I don't need to be judged <laughs> on, on my on my singing ability. That's you know, that's that's for fun. Yes, you know, you know, it's, everybody's made it too serious. Eli Manning has rejoined the Giants organization and. Uh in the front office in various capacities that we will see what they are but uh, always great to see Eli getting his number retired front and center say that again he's getting his number retired number retired and he'll he's gonna be part of the organization it's great I love it rightfully so yeah 
Rightfully so. I like Eli in the mix. He's oh, a fun guy. Absolutely. Except for two Sundays in Except your life. Except for two Sundays. <laughs> Except for two Sundays, you love Eli Manning. Yeah, pretty much. Right? That's fair. So what do you think is there? Is that fair? I think that's pretty accurate. Two great Sundays. They were great Sundays. Not for me. Many people enjoyed those Sundays. <laughs> I did. Do you want to stop talking about those Sundays? Yeah, I did. All right. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, here on our radio show, along with our TV show. TV show, radio show. TV and radio show. TV, TV and radio. And TV on demand. Radio. If you uh, miss any of this show, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, or go to our, our podcast, uh, where all podcasts are acquired. The Rich Eisen Show, all three hours on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Uh, my Just Getting Started pod last week. Um, two weeks ago, Rob Lowe last week, Kelsey Grammer this week, Juliana Margulies. Oh, nice. Juliana Margulies. She's nice. got a new book out. We talk about her career, and it'll be great for you to that, – uh, that drops Wednesday. As, uh, the kids say they, it drops. Um, the NHL uh, Stanley Cup semifinals. You betcha. Semifinals streaming on Peacock. Live coverage of the Stanley Cup semifinals and final. Don't miss out and stream every game. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Right now, and you can get us every oh, single day as well. That's uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs on Peacock. So um, let's take this call. Let's uh, wrap up this subject matter. Pete in Richmond, Virginia. What's up, Pete in Richmond, Virginia? What's going on? What's up, gentlemen? How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, real quick, short and sweet, I want one of you people that don't think the Karate Kid is a sports maybe to call Chuck Norris and ask Chuck Norris if karate is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody that stupid. <laughs> I mean, give the man a call. I mean, I, I would call it a sports drama, but it's got it's all about the All Valley Karate Tournament champion, baby. Come on, Rich. Yeah, but it's 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 about him. It's not you don't hardly see him doing anything until a montage, you know, towards the back end of the movie and then the the actual event, you know? All the training, everything else that he goes through. Come on, man. It's a sports movie. Thank you very much. I guess you're going to say Sandlot's just a movie about a bunch of kids hanging out. (laughs) No, that's a sports movie. That's about a love of baseball. What about about The Hustler? The Hustler? The Color of Money. Those are not not sports movies, no. Mm -mm. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, color of money. You'd call color of money. No, Pete, Pete and Richard. Pete, 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 if you have a conversation like, what's your favorite sports movie? Do you say color of money? Really? No, I do not say color of money. Oh, okay. One of my favorite sports movies is a movie called Dead Solid Perfect with Randy Quaid. It's a golf movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I, and I, and I, I, I got it. And so would be Tim Cop and, uh, you know, um, Tim Cup's the, about a man overcoming his demons. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's the final poll results over there, Chris? Oh, man. So it's been pretty split all day as we uh, threw out there. Karate Kid, sports movie or not, 55.8% say yes. Okay. So um, let's finish up this way here. Let's do it. I didn't want to put this story at the top of the show. Because I want, I, I it's I want to convey that the importance of Carl Nassib in his sixth year in the NFL coming out as a gay man. When I heard this, I thought to myself, okay, and went about my life because it does not matter to me if he likes men or women at all. Doesn't affect my life. Not one bit. If it affects him in a positive way to say it, that's terrific. We all need to be happy on this planet. I do not care that men like men or women like women. That's just me. If that makes you turn this television show off or radio show off, I'll miss you. 
I, I don't know why that would be controversial. Somebody's happy in their life. They find out that they like somebody of the same sex and want to have a happy life and a happy marriage. Who is it for me to say that that's a terrible thing and you're, you should be unhappy because you should be more like me. I'm a heterosexual man, okay? And so I, I however, do know a lot of people who struggle with the concept of being public about it. And they're worried because their parents or family members or friends or whomever don't have the same view of it as I do. And that's why it is important for Carl Nassib to say it. That's part of the reason why. He also is donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which deals with the mental aspect of those in the L the lesbian and the gay and the LBTGQ community or LGBTQ community. Right. Sorry. I knew I'd get that wrong. There has to be a project to keep people from killing themselves over it. That's why it's important for Carl Nassib to say something. And another reason why it's important for him to say something as well is when you hear, hey, well, you know, it's tough for him to be a football player and be gay because he's in the locker room with other uh, gay men, as if all gay men are predators. And by the way, if you're a football player that you're worried about your teammate being gay and because they're, they're seeing you naked, more likely than not, you're not that good looking. <laughs> and, and, you've, and you've probably been playing with and, other gay men your whole and football you, career. And you may not be... His type. How about that? (laughs) But here's the most important thing. Because there are people and places and media companies that have stereotypes. And we got to bust those fast. This one caught my eye. I cannot believe the New York Times put this headline up. Put it up. Carl Nassib was an NFL everyman. Then he came out as gay. Are you kidding me, New York Times? Oh, so gay people can't be everyman. What the hell does that mean? So I guess they got enough complaints about it and then put up a a new headline. Carl Nassib, the first openly gay NFL player, has been a football everyman. What the hell does that mean? What does it mean that he's a guy that can hang out with other guys as a guy and talk about guy things and be a virile man who sacks quarterbacks but he's also gay yeah right correct like what the hell does that mean so i'm 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 glad for carl because that makes him a happy human being we all should be happy on the planet and happy with who we love and how we love and how we are and Make an impact of positivity on this planet. But come on, New York Times, be better. And other people, be better when you realize that, yes, you can be an everyman and gay or lesbian or trans. That'll wrap it up for this show. Hopefully one day that won't be a story. <laughs> 